This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today we've got one of our our, uh, very familiar and delightful guests in the studio. I guess I could call him delightful. (laughs) (laughs) You could call me delightful. Yeah. So his name is John Strain. He's been in uh, many times before. Always got a great message, and today will be no different. But first of all, welcome, John, to Game Plan for Life. It's always good to be back. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, John is the executive director of a ministry called You Gotta Ask, and we're going to get into to more of that today. Um, but it's all about evangelism. It's about uh, how we share our faith and how can we be effective and winsome and get, get the point across without people getting upset with us or mad at us or whatever. So anyway, John, um, I know you've got a, a, a list of things you'd like to go over, but what are some of the questions and stuff people are asking? Well, I you know, I think first you got to realize we can't really talk about politics and no. social issues right now. It's really hard even with longtime friends. But people are wide open on spiritual issues sure. and God questions. And I mean, they're a scratch away yeah. from just opening up and they're asking some amazing questions, Skip. It just Blows me away to hear. I, I've heard questions I've never heard. Hmm. Um, it, I didn't, I'm still kind of like I don't even know how to start to answer that. You know, like somebody somebody's question for God. Um, you know, we ask this platinum question. Mm-hmm. Um, the platinum question we feature in the book is assuming there's a God, right? And you can ask God any question you want, get an answer, a response. Uh, what would you ask? Mm-hmm. Or or if you just want to take him to task on an issue, what's mm-hmm. your topic? Mm-hmm. And so, well, people come back, and a, and a couple of these are really interesting. One, somebody said, well, God, I would ask God, God, how are you doing? <laughs> and you go, <laughs> I had to stop and think about that. And I go, it's a simple question. How would, how would God answer that question? Maybe he would say, read the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. What. Yeah. Um, another one, you know, is kind of like, well, what's it like to be God? You know, sure. Uh, do you like being God? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. uh, so anyway, those are kind of a couple of that are very unusual. I have some others that are more common. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that, um, that troubles me and the problem that we're trying to solve, Skip, is just people getting into conversations. And, you know, we get in this, for those of us who have been in the faith for a while, we get into this uh, paralyzed, you know, mode of uh, the guilt cycle, we could call it, guilt and shame. Right. 
you know, where we kind of go, yeah, I know I should share my faith. I want to share my faith, but I just don't know how, and I'm afraid to, uh, so I don't, but I know I should. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, you know... But I'm, Around but I just really don't know how, right. and and so, and then what if maybe with that, what if somebody asked me something I can't answer, and so we just end up in this infinite loop of paralysis, mm-hmm. and I want to just say there is a better way, yeah, and so you, maybe I guess I love to tell the story of Goldilocks. Um, everybody knows Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but. There, you know, you got Goldilocks knocking on the door. The bears are out. So she goes in and she tries out Papa Bear's chair and too hard. Mama Bear's too soft. Uh, baby Bear's just right. Just right. Uh, then she sees, you know, some porridge at the table and she goes over, eats Papa Bear's too hot. Mama Bear, too cold. Baby Bear, just right. So I think evangelism and, and our uh, ability to share our faith is a lot like that. Yeah. We come off too hard, too hot, yep. you know, and people are going, whoa, you know, settle down there, Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hold, hold your horses. Yeah. And then or the other extreme is we don't say anything. We don't engage at all because we're, we're afraid to bring it up. We don't know how to bring it up. And so nothing happens. And I kind of go, you got to get the sense that those are not good options. Yep. You know, blowing people away or completely underwhelming. Yep. And so what's just right? What's baby bear here? Mm-hmm. And um, and I and I think we uh, we have some things that anyone can do that are very simple. It's just things that we do all the time anyway. But it's just a question of, you know, how to do that. Yeah. Well, it's it's a tricky subject, a tricky topic. And obviously, you've written a book about it called You Gotta Ask, and yeah. uh, why don't you talk a bit about that, how you came to writing the book and the ministry that you're now in, and yeah, share with us, bring well, us up to speed. Um, you know, you gotta ask. Uh, so we got into using this question, I've been using it for a long time. Um, I used it in kind of in a special way in these adventure dinners for a lot of years. It was kind of like the third course theme mm-hmm. with this adventure dinner and um then i thought well i should use this more often because it's such a good question so we called it the platinum question because it was rare and enduring and so we started to use that and i thought man i'm like getting into gold mm-hmm. and then one day it occurred to me that i should really start helping other people to get into the conversation because I'm realizing everybody's struggling with this. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter who they are, what their profession is, their skill set. I have a salesman struggle with this, yep. you know. And they were and so I thought, well this could help. And if you could just start with a sticky, compelling question that everybody wants to answer. And what I learned, Skip, is I got I have a ninety nine point nine percent response rate on this question. Mm-hmm. People want to answer it. Yeah. And and it is a little bit shocking at first because they have to stop and think about it, but they want yeah. they want to answer it. Yeah. So so we just started using that more, and I thought, okay, we'll build a book, and you know, the question by itself is is really good because it gets people thinking. And my own story was my non Christian girlfriend asking me a question mm-hmm. in a graveyard, and I was as hard and. Uh, as lost as a guy could be mm. when she asked that question and it disrupted me it made me angry two months later i 
I was bowing my knee before Christ. Mm-hmm. And I go, but it was her question that really tweaked me yeah. and that God used. So that's kind of what's behind this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we built out um, a sequence of follow-up questions that are just natural, logical ways to explore more their answer. So if mm-hmm. somebody, you know, if their question is, well, God, if you're all good, um, why wouldn't you do something about evil? If you're all powerful, you could. Sure. So, so I assume you're both. Why mm-hmm. is nothing happening apparently on this? And so, so we we might follow up with um, this kind of question. I might hear that 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 their question and say, "Well, you know, I'm kind of curious, Skip, of all the questions you could have asked, why that one? That one, yeah." And so they might tell me a story or give me some historical. You know points, mm-hmm. and then and then another question. Well, how would you answer that for yourself right now? Your own question. Mm-hmm. So I find out where they're really at, how they're processing, and another question would be, well, you know, who do you have in your life that you could explore that with? Sure. Like, where would you go to get an answer to your own question? Like, Google it, or you know, what? Do you have people? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that exposes all of these. Help people do some self-diagnostic, and they kind of roll into and and all that it doesn't have to happen in one conversation it could be just one of those questions at a time i could keep a conversation going and saying hey remember that question you asked the other day that was such a good question i've been thinking about how i would answer that for myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so i can come back around yeah. but it but it feels conversational and it's very dignifying respectful non-threatening builds trust we're yeah. just asking questions yeah, yeah. Well, rather than telling, we need to listen more. We need to ask questions, and we need to listen. And people will share, like you said, they'll share their heart. They'll they'll share where they're at. They'll share what they're struggling with, and and uh, that obviously opens some doors that uh, we, we can walk through, and uh, in a winsome way. And I and I keep using that word winsome because I think that's that's really part of this whole process of, you know, just like in sales, if people like the music you're playing, they're going to want to yeah. learn the words. Yeah. If they like the music you're playing, they're going to want to learn the words. If they see something in you that's different or enticing, they're going to want to learn more about it. So, yeah, that's There's good, this good uh, college football coach I know who said people are more attracted than persuaded. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy too. <laughs> <laughs> that was yourself. Yeah, yeah, that came from Chuck Swindoll, you know, a lot of years ago. But it's so true. People are attracted, not persuaded. We don't need to tell, 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 and hammer, hammer, hammer. You know, they're attracted. And uh, like I say, the music, if they sense they like the music you're playing, they're going to want to learn the words and open the, the doors. Yes. For more conversation. Yeah. So we had... Uh, the other day, this is kind of an interesting thing to illustrate this very point. Um, we set up a dinner. It was for some Boise State, a Boise State um, student club. Mm-hmm. And so people invited friends in. A friend on the east side hosted it, and he and his wife. And uh, we had just a terrific evening. I mean, really got into some good questions. Mm-hmm. We, and In fact, the evil and suffering question was one addressed. And... Uh, we had a, it was a very robust conversation. So, so the hosts uh, Kyle and Brigitte they uh, had such a good time 
um, that, uh, well, one of their college-age kids had a couple of friends over the next night, so they decided to cook kind of spontaneous combustion, do dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, when they, they're foodies, they're total foodies, so they love doing this. And then they thought, well, let's just ask some of the questions. And so they kind of went, we have a question for each course, and so mm-hmm. they went through a couple of, of the questions, and then they, and then they popped the platinum question. Yeah. And it was amazing what uh, came up during that time. And one of these questions was so good. Uh, they uh, I actually took this into – I heard it. Uh, t- Kyle texted it over to me. And I, um, I said, I'm going to ask one of my Friday morning men's groups this question and, and ha- see if they wouldn't brainstorm – you know, how would you respond to a question like that? How would yeah. you answer that, guys, for yourself? So we brainstormed it together. But but the question was, uh, the guy asked, what's the point of all this? And it followed up with, why did you create it? Mm. That was his question for yeah, God. Right. And you know what? That is the third time, Skip, hmm. I have heard that question in the last two months. Interesting. And I go, when people are asking it that much, the, uh, and it's not – one that I hear all the time, kind of, I think people are asking the purpose question a lot, but more people are asking the origin part of that. You know, why did you create it? Why did you create it this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that's worth exploring. So I took it into this group and said, guys, let's just brainstorm that. Yeah. How would you, how would you respond to it? And oh my goodness, you know, these guys had some great thoughts. Mm. About that, I, I won't jump into all of our details there, except to say it was good for us to exercise ourselves in that question and to do it together. Yeah. And there's so much power in doing stuff together. And this is part of the problem here. We're always, all of us think we have to come up with our own answers um, alone, that wit- yeah. our witness, our being ambassador is always, I'm always alone. And what if I get stuck by somebody with a question I can't, you know, and I think there's things that we can do. One, we can prepare, but why not do that with people you know and trust well and kick these questions around? We actually had a lot of fun with this. Sure. But then, um, you know, I wrote it up and I brought it back this morning. We met again and I said, well, guys, what? How, have you thought about this a little more? Here's some of the stuff we had. And then I got like... I'm sitting here looking at a page. I've got like three really quality ideas that we added to answer that question. And then I'm kicking it back to my friend Kyle and just say, you'd probably have these guys over again. I think he feeds them on a regular basis now. So they'll be back. Uh, they say, you know, just say, hey, a friend of mine heard your good question and thought it was really worth exploring. So we asked a group of guys, would you like to hear what they came up with? A couple of pointers. Yeah. You know, so he's he can take that and take the, you know, the power, the thoughtfulness of of other guys that thought his question was great, <laughs> and and make a little deposit that way, and it he sort of takes himself out of the loop and not he's not really providing the answer he's just the mediator, mm-hmm. you know, so you can kind of see how this builds everybody. Oh, absolutely, and it's really fun. It takes the pressure off of us feeling like we're alone in this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, instead of talking about news, weather, sports, and politics, <laughs> there's an opportunity to have some meaningful conversations about things that matter. 
Yeah. And, you know, deep down, people care about that. You know, they maybe aren't going to jump up and shout about it, but they do care about it. And, and I think it hits home with a lot of people. And if nothing else, it's planting seeds and starting them on a, on a spiritual journey. It is. Who am I? Where am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? I think we always feel like we have to be the opponent of somebody else. We have to win a contest or win an argument. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, persuasion can be a little bit that way. But I think when we say, well, we're really trying to attract people too, more so. In fact, we're more persuasive, as you had said, than we are uh, when we're winsome. Mm Mm-hmm. And so why not start with the attraction factor? And anybody who's willing to ask a compelling question and hear an answer, you're in the 95th percentile of humanity. Yep, yep. Who does that? Yep. And then, or to ask a question, hey, tell me your story, you know, and, and actually sit and listen to it, you're, you're unusual mm-hmm. by that because nobody takes the time to do that no. really well. No, it's news, weather, and sports. Politics were the main part. But by the way, it's hard to talk about news, weather, and sports anymore because politics has invaded oh, that too, man. right? Yeah, sure has. And every and so it's like we're running out of con- safe common ground here. Yeah. But what I love about this, maybe we can just shove all that stuff to the side for a while and just say, you know what? If people are open to this. Yeah. Well, this is what we want to get into anyway, isn't it's a it? A good change of pace. Yeah. yeah. So we want to get into questions of origin, where did I come from, uh, identity. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I? Yeah. Uh, purpose. Why am I here? Where am I uh, how going? do I how do I live? You know, morality question. How do I live while I'm here? And where, as you said, where, where am I, I going? going? The destiny. Yeah. So those are the bigger universal questions that sit behind us, mm-hmm. uh, uh, behind all of us as a humanity. And why not lock arms together and figure it out together? Yeah. And that's kind of what this style does. Right. We don't have to. We can bring an expert voice in, but. Sure. I think we'd just be mostly human. (laughs) And it's never too late. I mean, people all different ages are, this is good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anybody, uh, you know, the other thing about this, what if somebody asked me a question I can't answer? You know, you can, I like this style, Skip, because you can buy time. Because if somebody puts a question back out and you go, I should be able to answer or give a bullet point or two on that, but I'm not certain. I, I just am honest with them and go, Skip, that is such a good question. Uh, that deserves some thoughtfulness. I want to think about, in fact, think better about how I would answer that for myself. And get you another face-to-face. It does. Circle yeah. back. Yeah. And then that that's a cool way to do it. That yeah. shows humility thoughtfulness, respect for the person mm-hmm. where they're at, and to say, I take your question seriously enough, I'm not just going to pepper you with a bunch of right. you know, information here or try to win, win a contest, but I, I'm going to go away and think about it and come back. And, mm-hmm. and as I mentioned, if you can go do that with some other people and come back with a, just a point or two that you think is kind of cha- sure. a game changer, you know, let them sample that a little bit. Yep. If they want more, yep. then yep. you know where to go get more. And you can come back and do what I call the four eyes. What are the four and eyes? Your two and my two. <laughs> four eyes. And that's the way people communicate best is, is in that setting, the four eye setting. 
And, uh, I mean, they can learn a lot in different ways, but the four-eye setting is still the best way to communicate with people. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that this morning. You know, if you, uh, the two mesmerizing things in life are, for me, a campfire or a, um, a wood stove or a fireplace, looking just staring into a fire. Mm-hmm. The other one is looking in, just staring at an infant. Yeah. The beauty of a, of a little baby. A miracle baby. And you just stare and stare, and I just can't get over it, and I can't stop yeah. looking at them. But I think we're hardwired for that because that baby needs us mm-hmm. looking for him. Yep. You know, as Kurt Thompson said, we all come into the world looking for somebody, looking for us. Yeah. And we can kind of be that person and... Uh, and and so that mom, her time spent, or dad, you know, where there's all that, as you're saying, the four mm-hmm. eyes, yeah. um, that that face to face, that I'm valuable, somebody right. sees me, right? Um, you know, and if you don't have that, you don't develop. Your brain doesn't develop right. No, no. and and valuing people, that's you know, when people feel valued, you know, there again, that's another trigger for for tuning in. They want to know more. Yeah, they, they they appreciate the fact that they're valued because people want to be valued. Yes, um, I've got another group. We we do a little side by side. We walk mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and talk about this stuff, and I think there's some therapy in that because mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of doing the right, left, right, left, and and you, but you're with, and it's the powerful preposition mm-hmm. i'm with somebody we can kick these questions up something and then sometimes we'll stop one guy will produce a some quotes or a statement or some kind of an idea and then we talk about it and then we're face to face you know just somewhere on our walk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh but it but it's kind of an interesting combination of both of those things and they're it's even symbolic yeah. of life in a way where we we're in this walk through life with others, and mm-hmm. sometimes you stop and really get intentional. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, John, what uh, you've started this you got to ask ministry now. Has it been two years? Uh, about a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, from conception, maybe two years ago, but we actually uh, kind of became official a year and a half ago. And and we wrote this book right away just to uh, establish our, you know, what we're trying to do here is to help people overcome this barrier uh, of be, being separated, not being able to be mm-hmm. conversant. And so we just are helping people to invite people to take a next step towards God yeah. and um, and being able to explain the gospel in the midst of that. Um, so... When we invite them to take that step, then life context opens up. Mm-hmm. You can talk about anything. Yep. You know, once you've broken through, people trust you. Yeah. Well, I, I think the sequel to your book, the next one, you got you got to ask, and the second one should be, they are watching <laughs> <laughs> because they are watching. Well, this could set up our next show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have people a, are watching. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, and our and as you know, our lives are the biggest statement, aren't they? Yeah. About. Yeah, nothing speaks louder than than what we do and 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 how we handle ourselves and control our anger and do all those things that are so hard to do. 
You know, and and it isn't even that people are looking for perfection. They're just looking for authenticity. And they, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to have my stuff, but do I own it? Right. When I do it, and am I honest about it? Yeah. And that's that's a freeing thing to just say, yeah, I'm not perfect. I've discovered amazing grace. And yeah. uh, but but I'm also moving towards something yeah. which is being conformed to the image of Christ and learning His way. Right. It's just a long, hard process, mm-hmm. and it's f- filled with a lot of pain and trial. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting there. So well, heaven won't be filled with perfect people. It'll be filled with forgiven people. Yes. And that's getting somebody to get to that point in their life where they can understand that concept and make that commitment why well, that's that's a life changer that's a game changer yeah well um so skip we're just trying i think the benefits of this book and our approach is that people use questions to learn other people's questions Mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a game changer in apologetics Mm -hmm. by the way Mm -hmm. for those of us who are trying to defend the faith and that's been my history you know um, we try to answer the big questions but sometimes we're kind of saying here are the big questions and i go well the big question is what that person's question is yeah you know and and so we start there and uh, then they they get to know us in this attractive, you know, listening, understanding kind of way. And there's no question, uh, uh, no pressure to to answer the question. I can, I can yeah. go away, think about it, pray, and circle back. Yeah. yeah. So those are, so those are some of the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're about out of time again today, John. Seems like we get going, and all of a sudden the whistle blows and. We got to shut down for the day, but John will be back, and we'll have some more good information uh, to share with people. And but we always enjoy having you come in, John, and, and share what you're doing. And you're out there amongst the the people, you know. Yeah. You're, you're you're on the street, and you're meeting people, and you're in the restaurants and encouraging people, and that's that's what it's all about. So God bless you. Keep up the great work, and we will do this again. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino, oh yes we did. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. The Building Hope Project, a hand up, not a hand out. And Zero as Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.